Welcome into another edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast. I'm Dave Gasper, joined as always by Matthew Dwoskin, and we have a special guest Whoa. this week. Special guest, Bart Winkler from 105.7 The Fan. Bart, welcome welcome to the pod. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. How you doing? doing Good. Well. You, know, you know, Bart, I, th- I think you're, you're our first celebrity guest. Uh, well, I'm sure you can find a bigger one soon <laughs> enough. Should, should we call Chuck for next week? You want to call Freeman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 he'll do it. Call Freeman. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know if I'll figure out how Google Hangouts work, but you can yeah, oh, call yeah. Freeman. Yeah, yeah, we can bring him in. Yeah. Oh, oh, Bart, I'm not sure if, you know, if you've ever heard the show before, but we have a little tradition that before we get started, um, that, that you know, it's, it's, it's up to me to do something very important, and hmm. I'm about to do it. You ready? Yeah. Oh, there we are. It's it's officially nope. Miller time. It's officially podcasting time. Exactly. No better way to talk about the brewers than to open up a brewski. I don't know what I have in my fridge yet. I'm kind <laughs> of a rum guy. Oh, all well, right. Well, uh, last week I, I made the mistake of I, I didn't have any beer in the house, so I I, I made myself a little uh, you know whiskey cherry cola. And uh, let's just say I, I got a little too conversational, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the opinions just didn't, didn't stop flowing. It, oh, was, no. it was quite the content. Yeah. All right. I actually was going to, starting today, take a bit of a hiatus, but that crack of the beer was too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. I found uh, I have a new Glarus, two women's. There we go. Okay. It's barely been open. two minutes, and we're already a bad influence on Bart Winkler. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's a take long. Yeah. There we go. There oh. we go. I guess, that's got to be some kind of record. Got it. Thanks, boys. Thanks, thanks for the. Uh, thanks for the help. Oh yeah, our pleasure. If if, if that's if that's the best thing I do tonight, I consider you know I consider it a success. Yeah, big win. Sober starts tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> that's the spirit. All right. You can't podcast without beer. It's like watching baseball without beer. I mean, come on. Exactly. Just it's just not summer without them. Nope. <laughs> Although I believe that's using her sausage, but eh. I could go for that too. Actually, now that I think of it. Um, but yeah. So speaking of needing a drink, the Spurs pitching staff: uh, <laughs> twenty-one home runs allowed in eleven games. Um, it it is. It's it's really been. I believe it was three homers yesterday to guys like Angelton Simmons, um, Tommy Lastella, giving up home runs to these guys. I mean, are, Bart, are you concerned at all with, with the way the Brewers have been giving up home runs in these first 11 games of the season? I think uh, if that's something you're concerned about, that's you know fair criticism. I mean, the Brewers are a team that offensively are built to hit home runs, and you would hope that you don't have to – put up 13 runs to win a ball game like they did the other night. I think the outing from uh, Freddie Peralta was encouraging. I just, I want these guys to be able to go six innings. Ultimately. Uh, I think that the Brewers too often, and because of how last year played out, they were able to go to their bullpen more, but with the injuries back there with some question marks about some of those guys, I think it's up to the starters to go six, seven, if they can, 
And if they're giving up a lot of home runs, well, then clearly that's not going to happen. I, I think the guy that uh, a lot of people are maybe worried about after a quick start here is, is Corbin Burns. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the six home runs he's given up. I, I'm not, I am not worried about him. I think he will be the best of the three. I just love how many pitches he can go to. I, I don't think they'll even entertain moving him back as a reliever. He's got big strikeout numbers to go along with the home runs. So, you know, you've played some games in Miller Park. Uh, the uh, the fence not that far out. We'll see how they continue on the road trip here in in LA. But I I'm not I'm not going to be worried about the home runs until they become like a a month long problem. I think we're still at a point here where you're just kind of getting into the season and. I just trust the stuff that I think some of these guys have that I'm not worried about it too much. Now, you hear that, Matthew? Not anything about Corbin Burns going back to the bullpen. Last week, after too many whiskey cherry colas or something over there, Matthew was suggesting that Corbin Burns moves back into the bullpen. I was dead set against it. I was agreeing with you, Bart, how he's got the best stuff. I think he's the best of the three. And I'm not overall too concerned with what Corbin Burns is doing. He's got the high strikeout numbers. He's got he's got five pitches, and I really like what he's doing. You remember in my bold predictions article a couple weeks ago, I thought he could win the Cy Young. He's not on that pace right now. But if he limits the home runs, <laughs> if he limits the home runs, he might be able to get back on track. I'm still holding on to that dream. That's fine. Um, yeah. You want him back in the bullpen? I think eventually that's where he settles, yeah. I would give him – see, if you're going to keep him in the bullpen, I would have not moved him to a starter then. And mm. then yeah. you think, okay, well, you move him to a – I just – the one thing I don't want is for these guys to get jerked around sort of like Fair. how uh, how Woodruff got jerked around, I think, a little bit last yeah. year and yeah. the year before that. I don't. I want to see these guys – Go. When Burns got caught up, called up last year, I thought, wow, they almost have a right-handed Josh Hader. I almost. mean, you're not going to be as good as Josh Hader, but right. you've got a guy you can use where you would use Josh Hader, just not available. I, I, If you look at this particular Brewers team, you move him to the bullpen because that's a, a weakness, but then who's your who's starting for him? I, Chase Anderson's not going to be a starter anytime soon. I don't think that Jimmy Nelson – I still I, I'm still very hesitant to – believe that he's coming back i see we always hear more and more setbacks with him so i i would keep burns as a starter for as long as possible as for as long as i could fair enough i just just my thought is we, we've seen him be really really good as a reliever and i just i i, I hate to lose that when you see a guy succeed in a role i, I i'm always kind of hesitant to switch roles so you know, I, I I get that he has the five pitches. I get that he has all the great stuff. But we've also we've seen him be really really good as a reliever. We haven't we've yet to see him be really really good as a starter. Now, granted, he said two starts, so I'm I'm, you know, it, it's not quite as cut and dried as David is making it out. Where I think he's going to the bullpen yesterday, or he should have been in the bullpen at the start of the season. I just think the bullpen's ultimately where he settles. Honestly, no, that's fine. I I mean, for all the Brewer takes that, that one person could have. To think that Burns is better suited for the bullpen. I mean, that's a that's a legitimate that's oh. a legitimate argument. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, <laughs> David, you're gonna have to burn the tape on this one. I won't. Oh, I, yeah. I I personally wouldn't do it, and I would mm -hmm. I would wait for a start for as long as possible. But I think that 
I think that's a worthy conversation to have. If you're going to base it off of two games, you know, that's probably you need a bigger sample size. But if, if you yeah. just ultimately like him better as a reliever, I don't think there's any problem with that being a discussion. Yeah, because, I, I, mean, I mean, he pitched extremely well in the minor leagues as a starter, and he pitched extremely well in the major leagues as a reliever. And it's just, I mean, he's been a great pitcher kind of all along the line. And, I mean, it's been a couple struggles early on. But, yeah, two games, you know, that, that's not really enough to make that big of a of a move over. And, I mean, he's got, he had, what, 12 strikeouts in the first game, then I think another, like, 10 or, or 11 in the second, in his second start. So okay. he's still he's still racking up the numbers. He's got that filthy slider. And he's just working in all those pitches. I, I still see him as a starter. And... Um, kind of back to the whole 21 homers in 11 games. Seven of those games were at Miller Park, a pretty hitter-friendly, home-run-friendly environment. And three others were in Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, another mm. home-run-happy environment. So, yeah, I, I'm not concerned about the home runs either. And, and with Burns, I mean, everyone's kind of thinking, like looking back at the Josh Hader, because Hader was originally a starter in the minor leagues and then moves up to the bullpen, succeeds in that role, and then the Brewers just – kept with him there and just the big difference with Burns is that Hader at at his best had three pitches and Burns has five so that's kind of where I think Burns is ultimately going to stay in that rotation long term let's go to the numbers shall we oh boy so so his first time through the batting order as a starter do you know what his ERA is now what it's it's gone up from last time it's now 415 Okay. Okay, second time through the order as a starter. Any guess? What? No. I don't know. 831. Third time through the order as a starter. Any guess, David? Probably above 831. Oh, yeah. Uh, 3375, which I didn't know was a thing. (laughs) Wow. Uh, It's it's only an inning and a third. Yeah, it's only two starts. Yeah. But, but either way, that's I, I kind of see him as being super effective the first time through the order. I don't know that it's going to carry you know carry carry on as he as he goes you know back back around for a second and third trip. So just so, something to keep an eye on. You know, again, super small sample size. We're, we're going to watch it. It's just it's I think it's it's going to be interesting to see where, where those those numbers finally settle and what, and what they actually indicate by the end of the season. I, I think the the big thing with Burns though. I mean, yeah, he's got the high ERA number, but you look at his ex, like his ERA is probably at like what nine something right now. I'm pretty sure it's over nine. But if you look at his xFIP, he's at one point nine four. He's he's got a stellar xFIP, and it's just, I mean, his peripheral stats all look good. They all look like he should be getting way better results than what he's actually getting. And it's just kind of been unlucky. There there have been some wall scraping home runs uh, off of Burns and. He's just gotten in trouble with just two or three bad pitches a game. Mm. Okay, fair enough. So, Bart, you were kind of talking about this earlier with Jimmy Nelson and when he returns or if he returns. Uh, what, what do you think happens with that rotation? Do, do you think uh, when he comes back, um, does someone like who would move out of the rotation? Would they go with a six-man rotation? What, what do you think they end up doing there? Well, I don't think you're moving Shasin. 
And then yeah. uh, that, that's a pretty safe bet, right there. Okay, it's all take. It's all take. All right, so yeah. he's, he's he's the first guy. Then I think you do group the three young guys together, and I I, I think they really do. You know, even if Burns has a couple few bad outings coming up, I, I just think they ride that for mm-hmm. a while. Woodruff, he's not going anywhere, and and Freddie, you know, he just had a nice start. I don't think he's going anywhere either. Uh, and then that would leave Zach Davies, who I th- think has been pitching fine. And so yeah. I don't know where you put Jimmy. I, I, It doesn't seem like they have any in- intention of putting him in the bullpen if he's healthy to come back. Right. Although maybe you could you could argue that that is a decent um, conversation to have too. I just I, – I, for whatever reason, gut feeling – even when he had three nice innings, it just doesn't ever seem to me like he's coming back. And I could be wrong on that. You know, I've been, I've been wrong on like every Packer-related Rogers thing <laughs> for the last few years. So sometimes my gut feelings don't really, you know, work out. But I just, it always seems like every time there's one step forward, there's two step back with Jimmy. And I'm not sure how he's doing right now in Arizona, trying to get ready again. I haven't heard anything lately. Uh, oh. I know that the last time he was out there was some sort of setback i just i would jimmy i gotta see it before i believe it and i think they're gonna wait until they have to i don't think they're gonna force the issue i think if somebody gets hurt or someone's really doing bad and jimmy's available then you do it i don't i just don't know if you force jimmy they're they're not putting him back until they're 100 130 percent sure he's ready mm. yeah well, actually uh he had an outing today believe it or not oh uh, he, he made an appearance in, in Extendo, Extended Spring Training. Uh, manager Craig Council said the feedback he received in the outing was all positive. Nelson will make one more appearance in Arizona before joining AAA San Antonio for a minor league rehab assignment. He could be he could potentially be an option for the Brewers showing rotation before the end of April. So wow. says, uh, this is from Roto World, a, a fantasy baseball site, but they, they're, they're quoting Tom Hodgecourt. So, hmm. That, that, that's where did, he's at. Yeah. Did, does that change your uh, thought process at all, there, Bart? I just always feel like we hear something <laughs> and then. <laughs> did did mean, anyone actually see him throw? I mean, is it? <laughs> yeah. Are, are we sure that this is the real Jimmy Nelson? Yes. With Jimmy Nelson, I mean, I, I think it's because we thought he was going to come back in July, and then what really unsettled me was when Jimmy Nelson. And I know it's great to have goals. But when Jimmy Nelson was at the on deck event, he said, "No, I don't. I don't, I don't want to just be back for opening day. I want to start opening day." And I started. I said this on the air. I was wondering, is this guy like delusional? I mean, is this this is weird for him to why to come back? And I, it just still go. seems like every time we hear a positive thing, uh, then then we also hear a negative thing. So I'm just I'm just being very skeptical. Sure. And I gave I got my hopes up last year that he was coming back, and it happened. So I think I've maybe I'm being overly cautious now. Yeah, it's, and it's completely reasonable. Yeah, and no, I mean the thing we all kind of know about Jimmy is that he's uber competitive. And I mean when he went into his whole rehab process, I mean he attacked it super hard. Like he went like 150 percent into that rehab. And I mean he might have attacked it too aggressively, and that's when he suffered that setback last year, and, and it ended up taking out the whole t- 2018 season. And I mean, he's just been, you know, attacking, attacking, attacking that rehab instead of kind of taking it 
as as slowly and as more kind of cautiously or, or conservatively maybe. And because he's been pushing so hard to try and get back as soon as he could, you know, the Brewers have kind of been trying to pull him back a little bit j- just so that he doesn't hurt himself even worse. And that's when, when he, why he keeps on getting these small minor setbacks. Oh, actually, uh, David, another uh, bit of news on Jimmy Nelson just flashed on the screen here. Do you mind? Oh, go for it. Oh, it, it says um, in addition to the el- elbow and, and shoulder issues that he suffered recently, he also had a tibial fracture. <laughs> just, just, re- just revealed. So. Oh yeah. Oh wait, I oh, oh I, I apologize. No, this is this might not be that reliable. I, I, oh. I apologize, David. Oh, are you sure that was Jimmy Nelson? I. It's it, hard to say. It, it might have been some other um, Wisconsin <laughs> athlete that throws a a ball for a living. Are you sure that's not an injury we just happened to randomly find out after a smear piece was written about him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you got you guys don't like you don't like that. Oh, I was hurt. I, I was hurt. Oh. oh, okay, all right, great. Well, I I think we can we can all agree that Jimmy Nelson was legitimately injured. Like you know, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't come out <laughs> after the fact that. You know, there were eight other injuries in addition to the, the two that he had. So. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's attacking Jimmy Nelson's character. I, I doubt it. No, I, I don't think you're going to see that report where... Uh, I did just call him delusional. I don't know if yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Got that, but... But see, I, I, don't, I don't think... Yeah, I meant in a good way. In a good way. Oh, right, yeah. In a good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think in, in two years you're going to have, uh, you know, Tyler Saladino coming out and... You know, and, and be like, you know, Jimmy Nelson was really an awful teammate. <laughs> yeah, he's really Jimmy Nelson just produced the worst guys. Yeah. Colin Cowherd show. Let's go to Tyler Saladino, who's made a career <laughs> off of trashing Jimmy Nelson. Tyler, yeah, I don't. Think oh that please, Colin Cowherd doesn't talk baseball. Oh yeah, good, good call, good <laughs> yeah. point, good point, good point. If it's not LeBron and it's not Tom Brady, he's probably not talking about it. Mm-hmm. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Crazy there, pal. Um, but another pitcher that might actually be making his way back sooner rather than later is Jeremy Jeffress. Uh, he's going to pitch tonight for the San Antonio Missions down in AAA on his rehab assignment. Uh, he should be back by next homestand, hopefully, the, the way things are going. And if his game Tuesday night here for San Antonio goes well, uh, we'll, we'll definitely see him soon, and, and that will make things a whole lot easier on the bullpen. Okay. Uh, who do you, who do you think goes when Jeremy Jeffers comes back? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Kind of take your pick, or yeah, maybe Barnes. Really? Possibly. Um. It's not going to be Albers. I'm I'm trying to Decent. go through the list of guys. Back who it depends? You know, oh. I, I think I think they're probably going to have to ride the hot hand. So if he comes in and. And is able to string together one or two, you know, capable outings. I think that I think he probably stays. I, I, I think it might be Wilson. Mm. I mean, Wilson's for the most. I mean, he had one really bad outing, but other than that, one Wilson's really been solid. Bad outing. Yeah, it was really bad. But for the most part, Wilson's been solid. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Patricia goes back down. Um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm going to say I, Barnes. So that, that, that's just going to be my pick. Okay. Bart, Bart, what do you think? 
I mean, we'll see what Patricia has. I don't. I don't know what he's gonna have. I Barnes, they seem to like. Uh, mm. Oh mm. man, that bullpen is a mess, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not Guerra. They're not gonna do anything with Guerra. No. no. Like Anderson's more. still gonna be there. Anderson's stuck with him forever. Uh, just one more year. Yeah. Just just the rest of the season. Then then they can decline his option. Unless yeah. they. Does he has does he have an option in the minors that we learned that he did? He does have a minor league option. So unless they send him down and then say we're going to quote unquote stretch you back out. Yeah. And then just kind of bury him there. Yeah, I mean, but with 6 and a half million dollars that they're paying to him, I don't think they would do that. But you never know. I mean, I mean, I mean it depends on really kind of how bad he's producing it. And he gave up a home run last night. And, it, I mean, if he continues to struggle and it just gets worse and worse, they might end up doing that. But I don't I mean, know. How, how, how badly have they, you know, like destroyed his value? I mean, I think you know, Anderson destroyed his own value. I don't think it was anything the Brewers really had to do with him. <sighs> He just he, he he went from a guy who was like a capable innings eater, and now he's just a guy that they might actually send down. Uh, and 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 you 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 couldn't find a trade partner for this guy, really. I wouldn't trade for him after what he did last I, year. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for him after what he did last year either. But either way, I mean, it, at at some point you you know, it, I don't know, it, it it just I I feel like at one point he had value, and I feel like at, the, at this point if he's being optioned to the minors. It, there's there's no value there. You've 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 kind of you know you've taken an, uh, at one point it was it was an asset for the, to the team that had value and just kind of buried it. No, I don't know. I mean Anderson. I Anderson ruined his own value. I think. Yeah. Okay. Fair, the right I mean, he pitched really well in tw- in 2017, and they gave him that contract extension. Then in 2018, he goes out there. And it gives up 30 home runs in 30 starts, you know? Like, mm. I mean, the Brewers put him out there. They, they did all they could do, and Anderson just went out and just pitched terribly. And, mm. and then, I mean, coming into this year, I mean, he's got to earn a spot in the rotation just like everyone else, especially coming off a bad year. And he still showed issues with, with home runs. And the young guys, Peralta, Burns, and Woodruff, just – kind of outpitched them in spring training and they showed better stuff. So they really kind of earned the spot over him. Not really much David Stearns could have done there. I mean, I I would have liked to have seen him traded over, over the off season. Mm -hmm. Just, just because I don't really believe in a, in a bounce back year for him. He's a fly ball pitcher in a home run friendly park. That really doesn't mix very well. I mean, look, look at Marco Estrada that dude was a fly ball pitcher and, he really wasn't that great in Milwaukee. Send him over to Toronto, and all of a sudden he starts doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. I mean, even if they traded him, it would have been pennies on the dollar for for Anderson yeah. this offseason. Accurate. Fair enough. So, do, do, do we, we want so since we've you know, we've pretty much covered all, all the guys on, on the mound who are struggling? Do do we want to talk about? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about these hitters who are struggling. Okay. Um, namely, Jesus Aguilar and Travis Shaw are the two guys off to really slow starts um, for the team. Travis Shaw yesterday, we, I mean, we saw him in the dugout smashing his bat against the, dugout, against the bat rack in the dugout. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Aguilar has had a rough go of it as well. Um, I, I know it's too early in the season to really draw any sort of conclusions about either of these two guys' seasons. But, Bart, what are, what are your thoughts about these slow starts, really, for Aguilar and Shaw in the heart of the Brewers lineup? You know, they both – Council said this last night, that they both that, – that they'll figure it out. I think with both of these guys, Shaw was – when Moustakas got signed, I was a little apprehensive because – I didn't want to see – I don't like these guys getting jerked around. So I didn't want to see Shaw go back to second where my feeling was he did it, but, you know, he wouldn't want to do it again. And so I just want Shaw to be an everyday guy. That's when he's the best. And now he's off to a little bit of a, a rough start. I and mean, it is a little worrisome. And, you know, the frustration shows that it is getting to him. So we can see what, you know, he's going to his, – his year last year, the stats are, I mean, really good. Uh, home runs and, and RBIs are right up there with Yelich for the total of 2018. Mm. But a lot of that came in the first half of the season. and the second half, he did struggle more. And when you looked at this team, you looked at guys' stats and thought, well, there's going to be a regression here. There'll be a regression here. There will be a regression here. And Yelich hates that word. Oh, uh, I- he, said, <laughs> he said this week, which I like. And he's clearly not regressing. But Aguilar, there were many questions about what he would look like again this season and and the the worries that people would have had with him are happening so i think that of a guy i would be more worried about i'm probably more worried about aguilar at this point than i am shaw just because aguilar sort of is carrying some struggles from the last half of last season again as we've talked about throughout you know this conversation Mm. a lot of this is a short sample size but I would be more worried about Aguilar than I am Shaw at this point. Yeah, here's. You know, I'm sorry, David, for interrupting because we we've seen Shaw struggle and bounce back. I don't know that yeah. we've necessarily seen Aguilar struggle and bounce back quite as quite as well. Yeah, I mean, last year in the second half for Aguilar, it was really a, a very bad month of July for him. He hit like 202 that month. And then in August and September, he hit like 266 and 270. So he kind of bounced back a little bit. It wasn't the same as kind of his near like 300 batting average production they had in the first half. But he he still kind of bounced back after a rough month of July. And with Aguilar, I looked at some of his numbers. He's got a 182 BABIP so far to start the season and a 41% hard hit rate. So he's hitting the ball hard. He's barreling it up fine. It's just right at people. It's kind of a little bit of what Ryan Braun had last year. So I think for Aguilar, like things will start dropping for him and, you know, eventually baseball will find a hole and he'll be able to get on and he'll, he'll get some solid base hits and eventually it'll, it'll just start to fall. Cause he's just hitting the ball too hard and it's just, it's just right at everyone right now. Fair enough. And then Shaw, I mean, he's getting, I think he's getting a little bit better against left-handed pitching. He still has his struggles with it, obviously. But, I mean, just kind of putting him out there every day. And he's back at his regular position, which should help. You know, mm-hmm. which it should help him mentality-wise at the plate. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a struggle for him, which is, you know, doubly worse for me because I have him on my fantasy baseball team. And that's <laughs> – it's not you're, been you're fun so far. You're the real victim here, David. Yeah, yeah, I'm – 
Now, the real victim to start the season is Chris Davis of the Orioles. That guy's the real victim. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that is 0 for 49 dating back to last year. Oh. That's amazing. And $92 million left on his contract. Oh, That's my goodness. That's a lot goodness. of money. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I, I would go 0 for Oh, I would go over five hundred to get paid twenty one million a year for the next four or five years. I'll take that every day. Um, David, I, I don't think they have to pay you that much to go over five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I have to be good first before we, before they can pay me that much? Typically, yes. Oh man! Like he actually, it wouldn't believe it or not, at one point he was a competent hitter. Yeah. Um, Back in twenty thirteen. Yeah, I remember. Good times. Good times. Yeah. And Jesus Aguilar and Travis Shaw, they're off to slow starts. And Orlando Arcia was off to a slow start. And yep. over the past couple days, he's been picking it up, um, thankfully. He's, I think, 8 for 15 over his last 15 at-bats after starting 0 for 17, I think. I mean, it, it's been quite the turnoff for Arcia. He's starting to look a little bit more patient at the plate. He still has a couple bad at-bats, but he's got a couple good ones where he's actually looking like a competent hitter up there. But, Bart, I think we've all been frustrated by watching some of these Orlando Arcia attempts to to be a, to have an at-bat. I think when you watch Arcia, I think, at least for me, over the last three years, is when he's at the plate, every time that he's up, you're not like you're, – you're like – you're counting it as an out. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Yeah. Every time, every time that I see Arcia up and he gets a hit, I'm it's like, a surprise. Well, or a home run. I mean, if he's going to hit a home run, they'll probably sneak over the fence. But I just, and that's fine. He's, you know, the power, whatever. But with Arcia, I don't, I don't know when or what he would have to do consistently to get to a point where, like, when I see Yelich, I'm watching the game. I see Yelich. Okay, he could get a hit here. Kane, he could get a hit here. You, you see a lot of these guys. He could get a hit here. You just have that thought in your head. Uh, with Arcia, I'm usually like, well, he's up and then the pitcher, so this inning's over. And then, <laughs> you know, you kind of do that. that I, I, his defensive abilities are so good um, that I, they, they give him a longer leash than, than they said. But, but how good he was in the playoffs, too, I don't think he should forget that in, in, mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. I, 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 he's, what is he, 24? Is he 24, 23? yeah, 24. He's still so young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. David, you answered that a little too quickly. Oh, I, I wrote the article on this the other day. <laughs> I know you did. But either yeah. way, it's just, it, 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 Dave, David's our, our resident Orlando RC apologist. He, he does well, apologist. I, Whoa. All right. That's I'm a little not, I just feel like with this Brewers team, I mean, they're, Shaw is struggling and Aguilar is struggling and Mustakis was and, and RC is. And, Maybe Grandall's not hitting as well as we thought. I just there's I just give these guys right now, and they're still winning uh, despite this. So I, I give these guys right now the benefit of the doubt. Uh, for the most part, we've seen these guys when they were at you know their best, and I, I'm just willing to do that with this team. There's not anyone. Uh, somebody asked me today who my favorite Brewer was, and I I still I'm a you want to talk about a Braun apologist. Right, <laughs> right here. Oh, but I, there's not like there's not there's not really a guy to hate on this team. I, I no. don't think. No. So, no. Chase, Chase yeah, Anderson, maybe. maybe. 
Well, but yeah, <laughs> no, no. But you want these guys to work through it too. Like in, in the past when a guy would be struggling, you'd almost want him to suck so that he'd be off the team. Right. Uh, like, uh, I'll go back to Brady Clark. I hated that guy. Really? I don't know why. I like yeah, Brady he, Clark. I hated him. He looked like some guy I refereed soccer with. And like, <laughs> <laughs> just the worst guy I knew. So I, you know, put that on the Brady Clark. But there's guy, there's not anybody that I'm like rooting against. So I just, I don't. Maybe apologist is a bad word, but I just, I'm, I'm willing to give a lot of these guys maybe more time. For, for historical reference, David, which one of us wrote an article comparing Orlando Garcia to Manny Machado? Um, well, that I, 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 don't, I don't remember that. I, Whoever uh, I, did, I would have neither of you answer that question. Well, it, it, one of us did it, and it wasn't me. Uh, and, and, I do and not they, remember this. You, oh, come on. When did I compare him to Machado? Do I, do I have to you know, break out the Google machine? <laughs> I, know, I know I once wrote an article calling him the next superstar in the league, but this was while he was hitting, like, 280 back in 2017, and I thought that was sustainable. I Evidently, I, I was wrong. I think I need to hear David say something not bad about the Brewers, but just not positive. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Off your bold prediction article, and then now hearing that you're comparing Arcia to Machado. I still don't remember yeah. comparing him to Machado. I, exactly. I know I read. I know that happened. Pretty sure at the time wow. Machado was a third baseman too, so I don't know why I'd make that comparison. I gotta find it. No, I'm gonna. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Okay, you can keep uh, on searching. David, you, 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 I, I believe our guest had a question for you. Yeah, yeah say about, something not positive. Say something not positive. Um, let's see. I'm I'm trying to think of something that I can actually get behind and not just be like a wild take. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. I still think that the Brewers should have gotten someone for the starting rotation heading into this year. Get, getting someone like Keuchel or, or whatever to to put into. Oh the yeah, group. I've wanted a pitcher for two years. Yeah, yeah. It's it hasn't happened, and I I get that Stearns is you know sticking with his in-house guys, but at some point you kind of should get that kind of top of the rotation guy for when it comes to the playoffs instead of depending on. Yolis Chassin and Wade Miley to carry you to a World Series. I'll tell you one thing I do is I like, I know they're both Cubs, but Quintana. Yeah, Quintana. Darvish and like. Two years of guys I want. And when they go out there and suck, I just look <laughs> so stupid. So I do, I do, I just, I still think that that's the problem. That's my problem with the pitching staff is that. They can't – who – like tonight, who's pitching tonight? Freddie? Freddie, yeah. How much money would you put on it that he goes six innings tonight, complete, full, six innings? Ooh. I'm, yeah. Not, it, I mean, he went eight the other day, but I just – I don't – But it, how, it's, much, how much money would you ever put on Shasin getting into the seven or finishing mm. the seven? How much money do you put on Zach Davies finishing six? I mean, these guys yeah. just – they can't – they can't go that deep and that when you have a bullpen that you know is with so many question marks outside of hater yeah 
I still put more of the pressure on the starting staff, so that's – I mean, I just I just keep going back to that, but that's what I think I want to see. Yeah. Brewers fans should enjoy or see his career because he will put on a show every single night, <laughs> whether it's a great defensive play, a clutch hit, or a friendly fan interaction. Oh, yeah, that, that was after he uh, – Is baseball's next big thing. Yeah. Hey, he was hitting 280 or something at the time with like, and he had like 15 home runs that year. Like, hey, if he could hit like 280, 300, like somewhere in that range with 15 home runs a year with that defense, mm-hmm. I mean that that's a pretty good shortstop in the league. Fair enough. Now, to be fair, the article does it mentions Derek Cheater, mentions Robin Yount, <laughs> but there is no it, there is no direct comparison to Manny Machado. And I, I I apologize sincerely for ins- for for not not only insinuating that but coming out and saying it. Uh, it was not my, my my memory was faulty. And David, I apologize. To you. Yeah, it, However, it, it's all right. I, I mean, I was I, I, I was a little I, off in in the in that prediction in that article. However, I remember last year I suggested that the Brewers trade Orlando Arcia for Garrett Cole, and you and you just like 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 needed to lie, you needed to lie down for a couple hours. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, 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 what do you mean, Arcia? Orlando Arcia? <laughs> are, are you talking to Oswaldo Arcia, his brother? <laughs> that was yeah. the guy. I, 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 I don't have the, the text message saved, but I, yeah. I, I remember you were not happy. Yeah. Well, I think that was also before last season, too. and It was. It was yeah, during the offseason. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was during the offseason. Yeah, so it's like, okay, he's just come off a year where he's hit 270 something with 15 homers and. Fantastic defense. Next Machado. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with every week, Bart. This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah uh, I'm slightly more sober than I was last week. Oh, well, there's a Yeah, I haven't heard another beer crack. Not yeah. yet. No, I've been too busy re- researching. Oh, okay. yeah. So, anyways. Um, last night... Christian Yelich almost hit a home run, and then fellow superstar Mike Trout robbed him at the wall. And this this series against the Angels has really kind of been, you know, billed as you know Yelich versus Trout. You know, two superstar MVP outfielders um, really kind of going at it. And you know, they shared a couple moments during the game. And I mean, this is really, I mean, two superstars like this. And I mean, the Brewers are a really good team. The Angels are an okay team. <laughs> I mean, they they really don't have much outside of Trout, but Wow. Okay, okay, what do they have outside of an aging, decrepit Albert Pujols and what else? I, I don't even know what, what else they have on that team that, that's worth something. Oh, you're forgetting Jonathan Lucroy. Oh yeah, John Jonathan Lucroy, old friend. Tommy yeah. Lastella. <laughs> had, had enough to beat the Brewers last night, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Big slugger Tommy Lastella, known for it his whole career. I've always liked Tommy Lastella. You would. You're from Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he from Illinois? Well, he was with the Cubs all so? those years. Not Cubs fan. Yeah, I know. Mm. Anyways. But yeah. Um,. Yeah, I mean, it's like they got guys like Tommy Lastello, like Peter Borges, like they have mostly bench guys that are getting a lot of, you know, regular, regular playing time and starting lineup. But 
I mean, the Angels, they, they have Mike Trout. They have the best player in the league, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And they still can't make the playoffs year after year. They have no, they have very little starting pitching, even though Trevor Cahill did pitch pretty well yesterday. Um, but it's just kind of been a struggle for them. And, you know, Trout's basically their, their main guy. And it's been, it's just an interesting matchup. Him, him and Yelich kind of doing what MVPs do in this series, at least through the first game. I mean, if you could have, I mean, Trout, I'm just looking here, top four in the MVP voting every year of his career full season. He was four, <laughs> He was fourth the year that he only played 114 games. Yeah. Still fourth in the voting. I mean, he's so good. I think that's one of baseball's biggest crimes is he's not more of, and I know he's got a slightly unassuming personality, but this guy is like, as good as we've ever seen. Yeah. And baseball just doesn't seem to care. And, and he's so good. I, I think if you could get, I mean, ha- if you could get three years of Yelich where he's top four voting in MVP, I mean, that would be tremendous. It just, it just shows you how with a good year here and now Yelich continuing that, how good he's been and how revered he's been, that the angels have a guy who's been like that for seven years but only have what one playoff series to their name. Yeah, and it's they didn't even win a game. No, it's just it's so like it's disheartening as a as a baseball fan. Yeah, and he and he signed up for what ten more years? Twelve. Yeah, twelve. There you go. Yeah, and I, I think that would really help Mike Trout stardom and, and marketability too. Like for MLB to like pay attention to him if he was you know in the playoffs you know every year you know making you know taking a shot at a World Series. You know, that really helped kind of up his popularity, I think. But, I mean, both him and Yelich really are, are kind of, you know, the more modest personality, more more humble, not really seeking the spotlight. Um, even though Trout's, you know, in L.A., he's the best player in the league. You know, he's not really seeking out that, that spotlight. And Yel- Yelich is kind of the same way. You know, one of the best players in the league, you know, still kind of, you know, down to earth, not really seeking the spotlight. And they just kind of, I mean, they're really great role models for, you know, young kids, for, for younger fans to, to follow, you know, follow their game. Like when Trout robbed Yelich, how basically they were just, you know, laughing at each other, tip, tipping their hat to one another, just, you know, acknowledging their game. You know, they, they play that role model um, personality instead of being kind of, you know, the Bryce Harper, showy, edgy, superstar type player. I can't disagree with you. Yeah. So on this one, I can't disagree with you. On on Orlando RC, I'll disagree with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you never miss that opportunity. Um, but so with Christian Yelich, if the Marlins Mm -hmm. had not signed him to that seven year deal back in 2015, I think. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it was 2015. If they hadn't signed him to that, Christian Yelich would be a free agent after this season. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, thank thank goodness. Let, let's appreciate the Marlins for a moment okay. here. Fair <laughs> question. Let, let's appreciate their their front office for for what they did. But I mean, if Yelich reached free agency after this year, what do you think his contract w- would be worth if he reached the open market 2019, 2020? 
Well, what's the floor? At least 25 per? Yeah, at least. I think it's probably closer to 30. Yeah, if he leaves, yeah, if he goes for it right now, I mean, I think he could get around 30. I think the, I mean, Bryce Harper got um, 20, a little over 25 million per, but he went 13 years. And I mean, Yelich would be 27 at the end of the season, going into his age 28 year. So, I mean, you have that kind of player or that a player at that age coming off an MVP year and possibly another, at least the way things are looking in the first two weeks. I mean, he's still gotten off to a strong start. If he gets free agency after that, I think he could get probably close to $300 million. I would say, and I, I think my radio station has been guilty of this, but I don't think we need to like talk about I mean, how much is how much could he make after he's a free agent? Okay, I feel like if we don't talk about it, maybe he won't realize how much of a part. <laughs> <Yeah. it is. laughs> so let's just let's not let's not no- negotiate for him. Is what I try to tell my coworkers all the time because we're always good, like that's that's solid advice. I yeah. mean, if 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 he comes out and says I want more money, okay, how much should he get paid? But I don't I don't think it should be on fans to say, huh. Trout's making this. Yelcher's only making this. Instead, of, we should say that's a great, that's very affordable for my team. Yeah. Instead, I think a lot of people are like, should we pay him forty? No. Let's, <laughs> he's signed for nine. Let's pay him nine. Yeah. And that was basically the big reason why the Brewers got him. It's like, hey, that contract's very affordable. We oh, think yeah. it's going to be better. And and now, and especially like if they went for an extension and a new contract. I mean, they would pro- the Brewers would have to push for that new money to start after like you know 2022 or, or 2023, whenever his contract ends, because if they do it now, if they like you know rip it up, put all new money now, that just takes out so much more money that they could pay the rest of the team to build around them. I mean, you pay him nine million now, all that savings on what you on what he's probably worth, you use that to just build a better team around him so that the team can actually get to the World Series and win it. And, and that's kind of why that they keep them there and are not looking for any sort of new contract anytime soon. Hmm. Fair enough. So, yeah, it, it's it's basically just me. Let's just enjoy Yelich while we can because this has been an, an incredible run uh, for him really over the past – I mean, it was the second half all last year. Now through the first couple weeks of the season, it's just been remarkable to to see what he can do. Really has been, yeah. No, special athlete, special team, um, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So yeah, still got another four know, years, at least. You know, well, yeah, let's yeah. And also, I, as I said, at this point in the show, you know, I I feel like we've we we've kind of had a bit of a a, a negative slant to everything. And we, we started off saying how bad the pitching is, and we started saying how bad the offense is. Now, you know, we're, we're talking about Christian Yelts' contract. The Brewers are in first place by two games. Are you guys blaming yeah. that on me? No. <laughs> no, no. Maybe. I, no, I'm just kidding. Personally, I, 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 I blame the beer. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, the, the Brewers are in first place. They're two games up. The, you know, the, the, the Cubs – have a three and seven record and are four and a half games back. Yeah, I, can't yeah. bl- I can't believe it's that yeah. few. Yeah. I can't um, believe we haven't talked about taking two or three from the Cubs yet. We're 48 minutes in. 
We are, and we yeah we haven't we haven't touched that series. We spent more time on, on the Angel series than we have in that series. Yeah. Um. So do you want to the, talk about that? Do, do you want to talk about beating the Cubs two out of three? There's not much to talk about. I mean, <laughs> the, the 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 Cubs have a really flawed roster. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the it, it it almost feels like, you know, like they they've got you know like like a like a uh, you know they, they bought like an awesome sports car in 2014, but it just doesn't quite have have the same you know sheen in 2019. You know, and and one yeah. of the wheels were broken. So it's still a great sports car, but it just yeah. it doesn't, doesn't depreciate nearly as yeah it's de- depreciated quite as well. It's still a great sports car, but it just they've they've got a few fatal flaws that are really going to prevent them from really doing anything. I I, I don't I, I it's I, I don't want to say that their season's over, but yeah that that team is currently constructed is broken. Divisions cannot be won in April, but they can be lost, and the Cubs are off to. To quite a slow start, and, and the Brewers kind of help keep them down uh, in in the division. I believe they're still in fourth place. Um, Bart, where where do you see the Cubs ending up finishing the the division in the division? Um, well, I did watch that opening day game where they put up ten runs and won ten nothing. So I don't want to like read into that too much. I, right. I I was wrestling between the Cubs and the Cardinals to win the division. And then right before the season started, I thought, you know what? I'm just looking for reasons to not pick the Brewers again. So I, they're the best team. They've got the best manager. They're, they're going to win the central. And then now you see the first two weeks, the Brewers look like the best team. The Cardinals, I still think, uh, you know, will be there. The Cubs just, it just all these rules that they came up with. And it seems like they are, you know, like, they're on thin ice and you know one more thing you put on that that piece of ice and it's going to all crumble mm. below so i think that you know if they can keep popping off some wins it'll keep them steady but if there's a if there's a four even a four or five game losing streak that's when you'll start to see the uh, prospect of of their season going haywire and i think them getting back home is going to put a little confidence under them again, but them starting on the road was not good for them. I Right now I would go – I would still put them third, but I like the Brewers. I like the Cardinals at two, and then I would go with the Cubs at three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got pretty much the same thing for, for my top three in the NL Central. And, I mean, the Cardinals got a lot better with Paul Goldschmidt, and I'm really going to hate seeing him play t- oh. nine, ten games in Miller Park every year for the next five, six years. That's – uh, that that's not going to be fun. Yeah. Um. So one kind of big name that's been out there that we haven't talked about yet, Craig mm-hmm. Kimbrell, because okay. everyone's talking about Craig Kimbrell, and the Brewers have really kind of been saying we don't really think it's happening. Um, we don't really see it happening at, at this point any, anytime soon, and you know they're basically kind of trying to turn down expectations a little bit. Doesn't doesn't sound like they're interested at this point especially with the price that uh Kimbrel's putting out there and Bart I want to ask you um because I was like I was talking about this on Twitter a little bit how much do you think the draft pick compensation is also playing a role into how long the Brewers are willing to wait and, and how long Kimbrel is willing to wait in free agency because once the June draft passes then that compensation goes away 
and it's going to be, I suppose, one less thing for the acquisition cost for a team to bring in Kimbrell. I think Kimbrell. I think it's. I think this is all on Kimbrell's side. I don't think the Brewers are trying to. Well, let's wait for the draft pick because there's there's a lot of teams that could use some bullpen help. I just think that it seems like Kimbrell and Keuchel are so obnoxious with their demands. I mean, yeah, you want to get paid, sure. I just it just sounds like Kimbrell is like where's his motivation to come and how how he is not signed is ridiculous to me because you've got a lot of you can always use bullpen help. From what I've heard Kimbrell wants just a lot <laughs> like teams aren't even close to the length of contract that he wants. So hmm. You want to talk about delusional. Uh, I think Kimbrell yeah. might be at that point right now. He's, he's holding out for a long deal, and until somebody ponies up and pays him, he's going to be content to do his go pitch at Boris Camp or whatever the hell he yeah. is. How, how long would you be willing to go on, on a Craig Kimbrell contract? How many years? For me, with the way the Brewers are structured, I would think that uh, – uh, you could talk me into three. Yeah. Hesitantly. Yeah. I, I would not go four. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't even like three. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You see, I don't. You can't. You can't pay a reliever that much over that long of a period of time. Yeah. I, I was saying pretty much the same thing. I, I think a max of three. I mean, that that's how long I'd be willing to go for Kimbrel, and. I mean, I don't even know what it'd be worth on on a one year deal, even though it'd be you know prorated with how much time he's missed already during the season. But especially if they sign him early, you know it's it's losing that extra draft pick. It's a high, it's going to be a, a higher average annual value for just a one year deal, and you know it's not going to be getting him for the full year. And it could end up like Greg Holland for the Cardinals last year where signed him late and he comes up and just pitches terribly and then it's just kind of a wasted wasted investment so it's really kind of a dangerous point for for Kimbrel right now depending on how much a team is willing to to wait and be patient with him to get back to where he needs to be to face live hitting how long would it really take him to get back into game shape though I mean, I don't really know what kind of shape he's in currently. I mean, I, I mean, he's probably pitching at uh, his agent's camp or somewhere, just you know, throwing, keeping in shape. But it's not the same as facing, you know, big league or even Triple A hitters. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot different than than being in that environment. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I just, I, I you know, for, for for what he does, I just, I don't. I, I, I can't see it taking that much time for him to get back into into shape, like. Uh, you know, like like Alex Cobb, like obvi- you know, it was pretty obvious the layoff, you know, affected him last year. But he's a starter, and I, I think you know at, th- at this point, a lot of teams have got to be scared off of Dallas Keuchel for similar reasons, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says he's been throwing ninety-five pitch simulated games um, every five days. For who his wife? I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's I don't know. For for whatever team that signs him, I mean, it's going to be at least a month until he's ready to to be on a big league roster. 
I mean, that, that's why with like Kimbrel, I was saying sign him after June, where the, when the draft pick compensation's gone, and even and if it's say just like a one year deal, it's basically just like getting a rental in July because he'll probably be up in July, and then it's just you you get him for the stretch run, and you know it, it just seems to make a bit more sense to me to to do it that way. Fair enough. I don't know if his price will change at all, but by that point, but. We'll see. Once his agent figures it out, really. I, it, it, at this point, I think it's got to be on the player, not the agent. You know. Yeah. Well, look at look at Martin Maldonado. He had Boris yeah, as his agent him. all winter, and he got an offer. He got a multi-year offer from Houston. You know, he didn't take that. Waited on something else. Offer went away. And he's sitting there in spring training, not with an offer. Salvador Perez goes down in Kansas City, and apparently they're not close to getting a deal done. And then all of a sudden we hear that he fires Boris, hires someone else, and then later that day he's signed with Kansas City. So it could just be deciding on when enough is enough for, for the player. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it, but but so it, at this point, it's it, it, it's it's got to be on, it's got to be on the player, not the agent. I mean, you can you know it, it's you, you, the player has to understand whose career it is. You know, you know the, the agent is going to have you know twenty five more seasons, yeah. you know, to go through this. You know, the player has only got you know what five ten at most. So yeah. I don't. Know, I, I just. I just think at, at, at this point, you know, you you have to take you know leadership over your career, and if and if you want, really want to hold out, you know, be that guy, you know, hold, hold out until you get the you know the eight year deal for you know twenty five per, you know, good luck. Yeah. I I always think that there should be like these guys should be like oh I got to get to, I got to get to work I got to get to a team, but maybe there maybe there's not a rush. Maybe they. Don't mind a few months just kind of laying low. Maybe well, I, I I kind of think the millions and millions of dollars can help with that because yeah. I, w- I was out of, I was out of work in January for like two weeks and it was the longest two weeks of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been yeah. there, man. So yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, Grant, you know, I, I believe it or not, you know, I I have skills other than podcasting. I'm able to fall back on a little bit, but I'm not. Oh. Phew. I don't have I don't have millions millions of dollars to just you know hang out and you know you know sit next to the pool and and I guess count my money I don't know what else they do yeah so unless they think that you know the bet on themselves thing if they think that they can you, you sacrifice some money now because you think you're gonna make up for it down the road and then you make sure that you're on a playoff team and then you have big playoffs and then. Yeah. You get more money. I, I don't know. I pull Le'Veon Bell. If, yeah, if I was in these guys' shoes, I would, I would sign and get into camp. But I guess that's not the case for them. Uh, you know. All right, it is time to get to our mailbag segment now. Ooh. Asking for yeah, asking for some questions on Twitter. And uh, Bart, I, I think you knew this one had to be coming. Uh, Matt wants to know what's your favorite Bradley Center memory. You know, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I, I can't answer it yet because the building is still 
somewhat erect. Oh. And as, lo <laughs> as long as it's standing, I don't. I'm not ready to reflect on the, you know, many great mediocre teams <laughs> that I've watched uh. there. So I, I'm going to have to take a rain check on giving a definitive answer because the Bradley Center is still technically standing. Yeah, I'm really happy you didn't say erect again because I would have lost it. <laughs> uh. David, yeah. do you have a favorite Bradley Center memory? Oh, yeah. I went to a, a Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert there. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, not not even a Bucks Because, no. you know, when I think hearing the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the only place that I would want to hear it would be the Bradley Center. Oh, yeah. It's actually much much nicer in the uh, new Pfizer Forum. I went, I went to the concert there um, last December. For Christmas, great time, great great show. If you ever get a chance to go, either of you. Um, what what's your favorite Bradley Center memory, Matthew? Um, I remember I, I I had a friend who went to Marquette at the same time Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade was in school. Ooh, and it, they they snuck me into the student section, so I got to see Dwayne Wade play oh, in, nice. in college, and that's 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 my my one favorite Bradley Center memory was seeing him play there. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a solid one. Um, all right. Another question here from Marcel. Who you got in a fight? The Night King or Eric Thames? Bart, do you watch Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do, do you know of the Night King at all? What's his other name? Um, it, Is that what he's just called? That, that's what he's yeah. just called, the, the Night King. Is he the guy that like if he touches you you die? Yeah, much, he, he's yeah. he's the guy with the blue eyes, the frozen body. Yeah. Um he he's the ice zombie. Well, but like the lead ice yeah, zombie. Yeah, the lead though. ice zombie. You know, I was actually thinking about uh trying to get into it and watching it, but this two minute conversation about ice zombies has changed my mind. Well <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So I'm gonna have to say Eric Thames. Oh yeah, I don't know. I I might just even even though he's a a dead zombie, I I think the Night King might As be able to take care. Living zombie, come on, pal. <laughs> wow. Okay. Fine. Whatever. I, I'm I'm dead still gonna take zombie. take him over Eric Thames. I like Eric Thames. He's got the strength, but I I feel like the Night King has more of the the fighting ability that than Thames does. As, because I think Thames just just has the brute strength that he's going off of. Fair enough. Well, you know we we've we've seen the Night King produce across several seasons, whereas Eric Thames just had the one hot month. <laughs> well, oh, you that's forget, true. Are you gonna forget <laughs> his career in Korea? Actually, I was living in Korea when when he was there. Believe it or <laughs> oh, not. cool. I'm not gonna forget his career in Korea because it well, was. You gotta factor that in. It was oh. Yeah, considering the stadiums he played in were like, you know, really tiny, and let's just say <clears> the pitching he was playing against isn't quite major league quality. Either way, it was still cool. It was still impressive to see. So, but no, and I, 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 Night King in, in a fight, Night King. I mean, if it was like a home run contest, I don't. You know, I, I haven't. Seen I, the Night I don't King know. Did all. Did you see the Night King throw throw that javelin last season? Oh no! Wait, you don't watch it either. Yeah, I do. 
Oh, you do? You yeah. just never talk about it. I can, yeah, because I'm, I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> wow. You don't have to be a weirdo to talk about a TV show. That's wow. the most popular to the, to, in the country. To the, to the level that you talk about it, you do. Wow. All right. Hey, anyways, new season of Game of Thrones starts on Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Okay. Yes, it will. Yeah. And so will Eric Thames, hopefully, eventually, maybe. Um, you know. Yeah, we'll see. He's also been struggling. Aguilar's been struggling. Shaw's been struggling. So is Eric Thames. But did we have any, do we have any other questions? Um, I, I think that's about it. The other ones have, have <coughs> all been answered. We got oh. a couple from Paul. Paul wants to know what your oh. thoughts are on Arcia's slash line of 421, 500, 737 um, since last week's episode. So he, he wanted to know your thoughts. My, my, my word. Just hear me just missing. Yeah, you clearly lit a fire under him. That, that was your thoughts. Yep. yep. And then Paul asked if we're concerned about the amount of homers that the pitchers have given up, and we already answered okay. that earlier on in the, yeah, we, 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 in the show. You know, yeah. Yeah, we got A lot this. of homers. Yeah. So that'll do it for this, this week's edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast. We'd like to thank – Bart Winkler from 1057 The Fan from joining us um, on you. this week's edition. It was it was a lot of fun to have you. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Uh, let me know when you – if you get a bigger celebrity than me, I'll come back and try. <laughs> <laughs> that's, All right. Wow. That's, you know what? I, 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 I'm not sure if you're going to be back. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if that's the qualifier, I think you know David and I are in trouble. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can maybe we can call Chuck and uh, see if if he'll come on for uh, next week or or anyone else over there at the fan. What about Louis the Logger? Yeah, maybe we'll call okay. him. Actually, before we sign off, you know, I I, I do ah. have a sports radio radio question if you mind. Yeah. Okay. Typically, in, in sports radio, you know, you you have guys with with nicknames. You know, it's always it's never like you know. You know, Steve and John. It's always like JT and the Brick. Yeah. <laughs> so if if David were to have an in in oh wow an, an inanimate object that he could nickname himself after, what, what do you think it would be? Don't you have to be the Gas Man? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what they called me when I was a pitcher, even though I threw seventy seven. But yeah. <laughs> no, the reason they called you that is because that 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 one time you guys had. Uh, the one time we you know, went to Taco Bell, yeah. Yep, you had the you had you know you had one too many burritos and the yeah. on the bus. Yeah. Now, or you could go off the gas. Yes, you could go like tank. You could be tank. Yeah, something like that. Have, have you seen his body type? He is far from a tank. Yeah, well, it could be like ironic. No, <laughs> yeah, like like calling a big guy tiny. I'm I'm six foot eight, and they call me tiny. Yeah, You're six foot eight, 120 pounds. I am not 120 pounds. 115? I'm like 210 guy. Is that like, you know, with like sand in your pockets? <laughs> no, that's that's legit. That's like walking around. It's, yeah, it's, okay. Yeah. But still, it's stretched out of a pretty wide, you know. All right, maybe he is a tank then. Maybe yeah. he is tank. Yeah, maybe we're yeah. going to be a tank. It's the strength down in the legs. Fair enough. Because yeah. yeah, usually it's like angry animal and inanimate object. Or it's like, yeah. you know... The brick and the ball on 107.5, yeah. the fan. Yeah, well, well, I do, uh, I do 
um, weekly radio hits um, for a station out in Appleton, The Score, with BJ and the Bear. You know, there so you it's, go. it's it's like right there. It's like falling in line with your with your um, examples there. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's either yeah, inanimate object or or angry animal are are the two options. I, yeah. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the day when we actually have a sports radio show hosted by guys nicknamed inanimate object and angry animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I could use my actual nickname for baseball, but I don't think that one's uh. Is it really it's, the gas man? No, no, that that one's not my actual baseball nickname. My my actual one that I had for my college baseball team, it's not safe to say on the air. I'll I'll just wow. put it that way. Can you spell it? <laughs> what did you begin with? <laughs> um, it's it's three it's words. Okay. I'll I'll tell you guys after we we sign off on on recording here, and, if that's all right if, with you. If any, anyone still listening wants to guess. David's nickname. Hit him up at Reviewing the Brew on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I suppose that's, that's a good spot to end for today. I agree. That's Agreed. a good spot to end. So um, thanks, Bart, for joining us on the show. Um, we'd love to have you back any other time, and we'll see if we can get a bigger celebrity to, to outmatch you. Hard. Yeah, might, might uh, be hard. Uh, you, you'd be surprised, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that does it for this week's edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast for Bart Winkler and Matthew Dwoskin. I'm Dave Gasper. We'll be back again next week to talk more Milwaukee Brewers on the Reviewing the Brew podcast.